And good morning, Hoosier fans, and welcome to another disappointing edition of Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Illinois. I'm your host, Chad Schwartzkopf. What another frustrating one, guys. Um, Last night, actually almost this morning, your Indiana Hoosiers finish off an overtime loss to Illinois, 75-71, to in a game that had my hopes up to start. Uh, you came out of the gate looking pretty good, um, doing some nice things. Um, defense, Defensive pressure was back. Played a good first half. Um, arguably as well, we got to see a glimpse of something that I've, I haven't enjoyed seeing with this team, um, which is the future out there in four, the four freshmen and race that lineup was in there for a little while and to me when that when that lineup is in there that's the most free i see the offense that's the best movement i see from the ball uh i see less dribbling um they don't look frantic it looks smoother on offense um it may not always finish in good looks or good points, or I, I would say it, it finishes usually in, in fairly good looks, but um, sometimes it just doesn't go in. Again, that's a lot of freshmen. That's some skill, some rhythm, some things that, that are going to come with those players. And yes, I, I know that that is also times that we see lineups like that is basically our second squad against their second squad. It's usually when they sub out Io last night, and uh, Coburn is when we saw that kind of lineup go in there. Although there was some time when Coburn was in there, race was taking care of him, and we had the freshman there. And also along those lines, another good confidence builder for Christian Lander last night. Uh, saw some good play from him. I hate how he finished it off. Uh, it's very sad. It's very disappointing for him. I, I tweeted even last night as well that I, I really hate that for him because it's such a confidence killer. You put in such a good game and then you're just trying to do the right thing. And don't listen to Dan and the other announcer in that. He was trying to do what he was supposed to do, which was he was on the weak side and he was trying, he was sagging off to uh, be the help man or be the cutoff man for the drive. Something that's part of the pack line um, that's going to happen. And he just gonna, kind of got caught in the middle trying to figure out the right thing to do. He, those were just freshman mistakes there. And not even completely a freshman mistake. That's also, again, the pack line is going to try to stop the drive at the cost of the three and that three costed and you saw him bless his heart Again, i'm from the south so we say bless bless your heart but bless his heart he he tried to recover on that third one and was trying to hustle and make the adjustment that he did and that's when he fouled him there and that was the game for him that was the dagger as well, because that was also his fifth foul. That was him fouling out. And to me, that also put 
into motion partially the downfall, I believe, of Indiana at the end of this game. The late game execution is is just aggravating. And I think, again, that comes down to what I tweeted at the beginning of the day yesterday. And it's who wants it. And that's the biggest time for that question. Is when your team has fought a good game, has led for a majority of it, and you're looking for someone to step up and say, I want this game. I want this win. And I think Al tried to. I think Al is the one I saw maybe had a little bit of that want and have to. I just think Al lacks in those skills too. On on other teams, I, I definitely believe that Al would have would be more of just a spot-up shooter guy. He'd be a guy a team would look to to come in and, and knock down threes. And there'd be plays run for him to uh, get into open shot situations. But in late games like this and other games that IU has had, because we lacked that ball handler at the end with Rob and Christian fouling out that stepped up and he had to be that guy. He had to be try to be that creator. And he runs around those screens and he tries to get to those open spots and and when he's off the ball and can do those types of things, that's good because then uh, we can drive and kick and other things. But when he has to be on the ball, that, that, that just doesn't work out. That's factor number one for me. Factor number two is, and I think he knows it, in the post-press conference, he looked like he was on the verge of tears. He was very defeated, like lots of us were. Um... You need your star player to demand that ball. Your best player on the court. Your guy that has aspirations to do great things in the NBA. He needs to step up and say, I'm going to win this game. I want this ball. Give it to me. I'm going right at the chest of the guy that's defending me. I'm going to make him either foul me or I'm shoving this in the basket. And he doesn't do that. And like we have seen in Rutgers and a few other games, I think the Iowa game excluding is the only one, but again, when the other team has a high caliber big man, a very physical big man, it throws throws him off his game. Trace Jackson Davis just can't handle that. He gets weak against them. He shows glimpses of what he should do and can do against them. The times that he went at Coburn's chest, that he went into him, that he was going to be physical with him, he scored off of it or got to the rim. The times where he let that contact throw him off and shied away or turned his shoulders away. 
you saw horrible shots go up. And because he's falling away, because he's out of position with that shot, because of the contact that he receives and is unable to go at, he is usually then out of position for the rebound and um, can't even get his own, can't get a putback situation in, in, in those. So it's something that needs to change for him. He needs to find whatever fire he needs to, whatever aggression he needs to, confidence, if it's calling at, calling him out, um, but he needs to step up in those situations and be the caliber of player that we need him to be and that he can be. He can be. And again, that's, that's the frustration, underlying frustration with this team. Because they can be. They have been. They've shown it. And the third thing for me that kind of killed it going late and in this game is we didn't have any, any downhill guys. We didn't have any guys north-south. We didn't have guys that could, that could really cut up and go to the basket. Our two main guys that do that for us are Armand Franklin and Trey Galloway. They are obviously our best north-south guys. Rob can be that as well sometimes when he decides to have a more aggressive game and a more probing game. Um, but our, our two downhill guys aren't 100%. Armand Franklin's dealing with an ankle that, that keeps nagging at him. Um, didn't even know if he was going to play this game. And Trey has been out for a few games, a few weeks. I didn't, I didn't even expect him to play. That hand might have been forced a little bit with uh, someone else that had to sit. Um, so he's not 100%. And so the last thing you need is a very physical game like we had last night, where I think that they fought, they both fought a lot and played hard for the first 40 minutes of the game. And then you add five more that they got to be out there. And that's going to be tough for them to deal with. After being out, having a nagging injury. Uh, let me just look here to see. Yeah, I mean, Trey Galloway played 25 minutes. And he hasn't played for, for a couple games. That's a lot of minutes for him to shoulder. Um, and then Armand Franklin, 34 minutes. So... You don't want to have to play guys that have nagging injuries that many minutes. But we need them because we don't have that north-south guy. And at the end of the game, what tears us down but Illinois having guys that can go north-south? Grabello showed what a good point guard, good north-south guy can be at the end of a game kind of carved us up in overtime. And thank goodness for the <laughs> weird ref foul calling, what, nearly 50 fouls called in this game uh, that put us in the bonus towards the end of the game and or put us in the bonus really early. And we were able to get to the, get to the free throw line 34 shots from the free throw. 
They had 32. That's a lot of free throw shooting in one game. And there's kind of where the game was won in the end, where they converted 75% of theirs, and we end with 67%. Shooting it well in the first half, and then the second half in overtime, uh, going for under 65% in both of those. So field goals as well, 40%. Um, again, not to harp on the guy too much, again, but you get 18 touches to your best player, which should be good. You can only convert three of those, uh, or excuse me, six of those. Six, six for 18 from the field. So... Granted, again, on some of those he got fouled, and uh, but he just he needs to be more physical. It's bright side. I need to I need to look at bright things in this game. Um, Race Thompson was one of the. Race stepped up to the physicality. He played a great game. Um, was great on the boards. Did some great things for us. Um, missed six free throws. I know he didn't like that because uh, if you saw on social media, someone tweeted out a picture after the game, still in uniform. He was back out there shooting free throws. Um, so you know he's fired up. And Christian Lander was also seen out there shooting baskets at the end. He doesn't take many. Um, maybe he should start taking more. And I think kind of that's where I kind of stand with this team too, is that let's just give it to Christian now. Let's let's give that kid more minutes. Yeah, he's going to make some mistakes, but what's our other option? Rob is just, I don't know, a shadow of, of the Rob that we all hoped he would be this year. Of uh, the Rob that we th- we, we thought was growing in front of our eyes. Love the guy. Love, love what he can do for this team. And it just doesn't click. It just doesn't, his game just doesn't get over that hump. And that's kind of the theme of this team for the year. Just can't quite get over the hump. Again, this is again, this is, this was, we have to still obviously have perspective because this is a fantastic Illinois team. This is an Illinois team that is probably a Final Four team, can be a Final Four team, um, has some fantastic pieces. And, and again, it, it shows when you can foul out their best player and their guard play steps up and takes care of that. I mean, that's that's what happened. And they are a decent team. But we have to close out games. This is one of a myriad of games that, that could have won, that we just didn't close out. And uh, someone tweeted on on the game last night, uh, Indiana late in games this year. Up two with a minute to go against Florida State, ended in a loss. Could have had that one back. That would have been a great resume builder. Up six with six minutes to go, 
to Wisconsin, and we lose. Up six with five minutes to go against Illinois, and we lose. You just turn around those three games, and your resume's looking great for the tournament. But we don't. We don't close out those close tight games at the end. And here we are watching the bubble again. And it's frustrating. It's hard to figure out. This team just needs to build on the good things that we've done. And again, it's it was close. We just have to finish. That's where a lot of my a lot of my grief of this game is just right there. The last 10 minutes of this game, I should say. How it closed out the end of it. Just un- unfortunate for those plays by Christian Lander. That's six-point swing in regulation. Actually, I think eight. Did he make two of those free throws? I think he made two of the free throws on the foul, following foul. So I, I hate to say, but there's the game for you. Hate to say it for the kid. Um, and then after that, whatever that happened, adjust and, and, and still had other chances to win this game and just don't close it out and do it. So again, there's positives there. Just got out toughed at the end. Just didn't have the weapons at the end. And, uh, I'll touch really quick. The Jerome Hunter thing, it's, it's aggravating. It's frustrating and, and, I hate to get all dad luxury on it, but when you have things like this happen, and again, we're all speculating. We don't know the exact circumstances. We all think we know, and it's probably right what we think we know happened and everything. But that being said, that's a choice from a young man, and you hope that he can learn from this choice. And you hope that he has the perspective to see the opportunity that he has to play D1 sports, to play in the limelight like he does. And how many kids would just give anything to have the chance and the opportunities that he does? And you're insulting all of them that have worked and worked hard and fallen short to do something selfish like that. I'm going to praise Coach on on holding him out. It's something that's going to grow him as, as a person. And again, whether you are for or against whatever he did, whatever, that's, that's beyond it. The rule of the team. This is what you have to do to be on this team, to be on that court. And when you don't do it, that's selfish. It's selfish. That's all it is. And it's frustrating in the sense that he's been doing better. He's been playing better. He's been giving better minutes. And you see him really building. 
and then you go and do something like this. So learn from this kid. And I hope he did. I, and again, I hope I'm not reading into it because I did not see good body language from him on the court or on the, on the bench. It was distracted a lot of times, so I didn't watch it the whole time. But if you make a mistake like that, own it, apologize to your teammates. And then when you're on that bench, when you can't dress, you're up and you're cheering and you're shouting. Showing that I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better for this team. And I don't know if I saw that. I hate to say it, but I don't know if I saw that. So we'll see what's to come. Um, we don't have an easy one coming up next. Two of the worst times to have a game. A nine o'clock weeknight game followed up by a Sunday noon game. My two least favorite times. And we play Iowa. Iowa's going to be coming looking for us. And guess who's really going to be coming looking for us? It's Bohannon. We shut him out last game. So he's going to be looking for revenge. And he's... It's got me concerned, I will say. This, this game has got me concerned. And I want to see who's going to show up. This is going to tell... <laughs> it's cliche to say, and we've said it too many times this season. We're going to see who wants to show up. And we've got to see Trace show up. He's going against elite competition again. Show that you can do it. We know you can do it. I know you can do it, Trace. If you're watching this, you're not watching this, but you can do it. You are good. You have the skills. You have the physicality. Go. Just go at them. If you're injured or you're banged up, if not... Fight through it. Show the naysayers why you belong in the draft. Why you belong in the elite level of conversation in the Big Ten and across the nation. And fight for it. Be that leader. When the best play, Where the best player goes, the rest of the team follows. So... We'll see. Not the easiest of schedules following out. But plenty of opportunities. That's what these players need to see. Is just opportunities. Put it in the past now. Learn from it. There's an opportunity to play again. There's an opportunity to be better. And in that game... There's going to be opportunities for you to decide, do I want to fight and win? Or do I want to take the easy way out and just go through the motions? We'll see. We'll see what we get. So that's going to do it on this edition of Hoosier Morning After. Thanks for watching. Please like and subscribe to this video. Please follow me on Twitter at General Chadwick. Special thanks, as always, to fellow Bloomington South grad and old neighbor of mine, Bob Thompson, for producing the music you hear on the show. I'll be with you again the morning after the next game. We'll see you Monday morning after Iowa. Let's see what team shows up. Go out there, have a wonderful day, and go Hoosiers. <laughs>